Alrighty guys, what is going on? Welcome back to the Eric Roberts Fitness Podcast. Hope you're doing super amazing. Um, today's a Thursday, about 1.30 in the afternoon. Just got a haircut. Feeling good. Um, trip is updated to Mexico. Instead of Turks and Caicos, going to Mexico. Um, they would not, the, the resort I was trying to stay at in uh, Turks and Caicos would not open up like they just kept pushing their push it kept pushing their reopening date back again back again back again and it's just like i was supposed to go on the 28th of november and they pushed it back to the 20 or the 15th of november but like they've been pushing it back every single month a month at a time every single time so i'm like you know what like screw this have an amazing client who is a travel agent she's one of the nicest human beings that i've ever met in my entire life if you possibly want to travel and you want some help from her reach out to me, shoot me a DM, shoot me an email. I would be glad to give you her information. She's absolutely amazing. She's helped me so much during this process because I have no clue what the hell I'm doing. So uh, she's amazing, super hardworking, super kind. Um, so again, if you do want some traveling help or if you don't want to possibly look into a travel agent, definitely would recommend my client. She's amazing. Um, feel free to hit me up for some information on that. But uh, but yeah, so now she's, we kind of move directions, going to um, Los Cabos, Mexico, Hard Rock, Hard Rock Resort, hopefully. Uh, looks freaking amazing. Again, I've never, I've only been on a plane one time. So for me, like all of this is just absolutely new. Like I've never actually, you know, I've never been to these like extravagant places. And I guess for some people, it may not even be extravagant, but like, yeah, I've just never been to kind of like through this experience. So uh, she's been super helpful. But again, like this whole thing has just been uh, super new to me. So uh, yeah, definitely excited. Um, Again, it's the first, uh, first real vacation that I've actually had since like senior week, which is six years ago for me now. Um, so, uh, you know, pretty excited about that. Um, finding out what it's going to look like as far as my work work and vacation balance. Um, if anybody knows me, I, I do enjoy my work. I do love to work, but I'm trying to come to terms with not working that week. So we'll see uh, We'll see how that goes. But uh, yeah, so that's current updates going on in uh, Eric Roberts' life thus far. Hope you are doing super amazing listening. Um, so today's topic was actually inspired by a Instagram uh, question that I put on my Instagram story. Um, if you don't follow me there, at Eric Roberts Fitness, you should be following me there. Um, but I asked just people in general, like, what did you want to hear in the podcast? And uh, Brooke, who's amazing, um, Brooke said, talk about... EAAs versus BCAs, and and so that was like a supplement for your health and fitness journey. And kind of how I'm taking that, Brooke, and everybody else listening is I'm gonna lump that into just kind of like my overall thoughts on supplements, my overall take on you know I'm gonna give you some different ideas, whether it's you know whether it's protein powder, whether it's creatine, whether it's the X, Y, or Z. Like I'm gonna give you some different things we're gonna cover in this podcast today, but uh, also just like my general overview on if I think they're worth it, if I think they're effective, if I think that it is going to be worth your your time, money, effort. Um, so yeah. Um, and then again, this is coming from myself who worked in the supplement industry for two and a half, two and a half, three years, something like that. Um, so a, pr- a pretty good time. Um, I was I was definitely well-versed. Uh, you know, I, I, I enjoyed learning. So I, I definitely learned a lot about what kind of goes on in that industry, in that world. So uh, and this is, again, this is my not biased, no bullshit feedback from you. Like, I'm not going to sell you any supplements here. I'm probably not even going to name any brands because, like, there's no point. But, uh, but yeah, so I'm just going to give, give you my thoughts. And, uh, yeah, just, just take it from there and take it for what it's worth. Um, so first and foremost, like, just very, very quickly starting off by saying uh, – you're and you'll, you'll find this out, but normally I'm not the biggest supplement guy because I – do believe that you can get a good majority of the things you sh- you need throughout your day through real food, and if not the most majority, if not all of it, um, there's a few you can't get. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a big, 
you can get it through your food. It's just going to be harder. It's just going to it's going to require you to kind of dig a bit deeper into what you should be eating or what you should be consuming. It's it definitely it's definitely harder, but I definitely think it's possible and it's more beneficial long term. So uh, with that being said, let's kind of dive in. Um, so I'm going to cover BCAs and ECAs first, and these are just basically branch chain amino acids or essential amino acids. Um, what these basically do is they can help they they can help the muscle building, muscle repair, muscle growth process um, because normally it's going to allow your body to recover more quickly from your workouts because BCAs are the building blocks of protein. So if you have the, the, the theory is if you have more BCAs in your body more readily available, you'll be able to recover a bit faster. You'll be able to build a more muscle at a, at a more optimal, efficient rate because you have these BCAs in your system, especially, especially around training time. Um, so, so my, again, my honest thoughts are, I don't, they're not essential by any means. Like they're, they're not, they're not going to be an end all be all. They're not going to change your physique. They're not going to make you, you know, see muscle you've never saw before. Like they're not going to be earth shattering. Can they help? Yeah. I mean, maybe. Yeah. I mean, they, they can possibly certainly help, but as far as how much that's going to help, I would say minimal, especially if your diet and your exercise are not already 110% on point first. And and you're going to hear me say this about many of these I'm going to go through right now. But if your diet and exercise is not 110% on, supplements aren't going to, they're not going to fucking help you because they're supplements to your diet and exercise. So if, if you're training one day a week and like you're, you're doing random hit workouts, you're not following a good program, you're, you're eating low protein, like you taking BCAs are going to do nothing for you. It's just, it's not going to help you. There's no, there's not gonna be a benefit from you because you're the main building blocks, the 95% of what you you should be concerning yourself with, you're putting 30% effort in, but then you're taking BCAs and like you expect to see a big difference. I'm not saying that's anybody listening. I'm just like kind of just talking out loud. So um, yeah, I mean, as far as BCAs, like I would first and foremost, again, I'd I'd focus on getting anywhere from 0.8 times one Anywhere from the range, 0.8 to 1 times your body weight in protein. That's in pounds. Get that much protein. That is going to help you much more than taking BCAs. Again, can BCAs help? Yeah, for sure. But if you're not doing that to begin with, then you you taking BCAs is not going to help you. So that'd be the first thing I say. Um, and then again, like making sure you have a a structured workout program you're following, not like random hit workouts on YouTube, not going into the gym and doing like classes like actually following a workout program again if you don't have those first two things in place bcas are not going to be beneficial for you but that being said um they can be beneficial again they, they can help how much that's that's kind of left up to be seen but again on top of that like it can also help with two different things i've seen and this is kind of like an off topic from what they kind of talk about but um well actually some of them talk about it but um one big thing is electrolytes. A lot of BCAs have on um, like sodium, potassium, magnesium in them. And for people who don't who don't consume a lot of electrolytes or just fucking sweat like crazy, like that can be somewhat beneficial because you're replacing those electrolytes with the the BCA drink. So that can possibly be a, a benefit from them. And again, like you, would, you know, I would make sure whichever one you're looking at has sodium, potassium, magnesium in it, so you can kind of see if it actually has electrolytes or not. But uh, if they do, that can be one kind of benefit from it as well. Um, and then honestly, beyond that. <laughs> It's, it's better it, – some people don't like water. So if you use BCAs instead of drinking water, you can have flavored water. Like I, I used to do that 
all the time. Like, all the fucking time, I would fill my big-ass water jug up with, like, four scoops of BCAs and just, like, sip on this, like, watermelon tangy freaking jug. I would carry around school, carry around work, and just, like, sip on this all day long. And people were like, what the hell are you drinking? Like, I think one time I had, like, a lime green thing or something or whatnot, and it looked like pee, and they are like what are you doing like carrying around pee like it was just nuts but uh but yeah so I, honestly like for some people who like don't like water or want to switch the, or want to spice things up or whatever like i would definitely say like bcas can be a, a an option for you because you can have flavor you have flavor to your water and kind of like you know and, and again if, if you're craving if you're craving something sweet that might help you as well if you get like a sweet watermelon or a sweet like fruit punch or something like that can help your quote-unquote sweet craving right there so uh, without having to obviously dive into like I mean, watermelon's great, and strawberries. Watermelon, strawberries are great, but uh, but yeah, as far as like kind of like the sweets and stuff like that, so that that could be an option as well. But uh, yeah. So I mean, those are my thoughts on BCAs and EAAs. Um, diving into the next one is going to be um, pre workouts, and uh, again, coming from the the supplement world, like I've seen all of the I, I've seen all the pre workouts, and like I'm sure there's more out by by the time I was working there, but by, by now, almost four years later. Um, but yeah, I mean. It, uh, this is what I'll say about pre-workouts. Like, honest to God, a lot of it is just the caffeine. Like, that's the that's the God's honest truth. Like, that's the main thing behind pre-workouts is the caffeine. And so, I mean, if you want caffeine, like, you can have a cup of coffee, or you can have like, you know, you can have something other than spending sixty dollars every single month on a pre-workout. And again, if you, if you want to. Cool, it's up to you. Like there, so kind of diving in a bit more. Like there are some that can like possibly give you like better blood flow. There are possibly some that can possibly help with like endurance. Um, and I say possibly because again, like it depends on what's in the pre workout. Like there's some things that are like not researched, not studied as well as far as like ingredients. There's some things that are more studied. Like for example, if you have if you have beta alanine in one of your workouts, like that's normally that that makes your skin tingle. Um, but that's normally a big like um endurance factors you can normally do more during your workouts um but again like i I would have to know you know specifically what pre-workout you're looking at but in the in the grand scheme of things it's honestly just caffeine like that's that's the biggest thing about pre-workouts um if you want to spend some extra money on you know pre-workout caffeine like by all means it's your money to spend i don't care how you spend it um but again as far as what it's going to do for you just give you some extra energy that's all like i haven't I used to, I used to freaking take like six, seven, eight hundred milligrams of caffeine before every single workout, seven days a week. It was fucking. I mean, it, that, that's, I mean, that, that's kind of a different story. But I mean, I would do that. And I would get my workout done. I would come home and just absolutely completely crash. Like I felt like shit the rest of the day. Every day I didn't take it. I would, I would have those caffeine headaches. Like it was, it was pretty bad. But uh, but yeah. So that, that's one, that's one thing to kind of consider and think about as well. I don't do any caffeine now. I haven't done any caffeine in probably, yeah, probably about four years, four or five years. Um, I. I feel much better. I, I think everybody who's ever, everybody who I've ever talked to who did caffeine and doesn't do caffeine now, they normally feel better. I know some people need it. That's totally okay. But, uh, but yeah, so that's, that's kind of my, uh, my thoughts there on, um, pre-workout. So, um, yeah. All right, cool. So, uh, diving into the next one is going to be creatine. And, um, out of all the, out of all the supplements out there, like this is probably the one, not probably this is, this is the most one that has the most research done on it. And uh, so the form of creatine is going to matter though, because the the one with the most research is creatine monohydrate. That is by far the, the one that has the biggest amount of research backing it. Um, so if you are going to get one, I would get the monohydrate form. Um, and now, so let's cover kind of what it does and, and kind of the background and then if I think it's worth it. Um, so as far as creatine goes, 
basically basically what it does in layman's terms is it gives you more capacity to produce force which is going to lead to you know getting stronger getting stronger building bigger muscles because you're able to do more in the gym you're able to lift more you're able to do more reps like you're able to push yourself a bit more in the gym which is going to help you hit those higher weights or higher rep ranges which is going to help you over time build more muscle because of the creatine um again it's not like you're on fucking steroids or anything like that was like I remember, especially growing up, like, my freaking parents thought I was, like, taking steroids. I'm, like, it's fucking, like, 10 grams of creatine monohydrate. Like, please calm down. It's fine. Um, so, but if you are listening to this and you're under 18, like, obviously, please ask your parents. But, um, but yeah, so um, that's how it can kind of help you. Um, and as far as, like, again, as far as the kind, um, monohydrate is going to be the best form. And one big thing is people talk about the water weight you gain with it. You can possibly gain some water weight, yeah, but... Honestly, like, again, I've taken it. I've had other people take it. Like, it's it's not that crazy. Like, if you're going to just fucking, like, pound water all day long and pound carbs all day long, like, yeah, you're going you're gonna to store more water weight. But, again, like, normally if you're taking creatine, you're probably looking to build some lean muscle anyway. So, like, I don't think that that's going to be that big of an issue for you because you're probably looking to get bigger anyway. So, I don't know how much that's going to hinder people. But, uh, but yeah, so, I mean, there, there can be some water weight gain. Um you can like load it. Um, so like, for example, you do like 20 grams the first week and then you, you go back down to like anywhere from five to 10 grams a day. Um, so you, that, that is a possibility as well. And again, like that first week, you're probably going to retain some water weight as well from that. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, as far as, as far as if it's worth it, I go back to what I said earlier. Like if you're not following a, a structured program that is going to allow you to actually build muscle, like taking creatine in itself is not going to build muscle. Taking any of these things in itself is not going to build muscle or get your result. Like you have to have everything in place first. And then on top of that, if you have a knockout workout program, if you if you have a good like, you know, push pull leg split, or if you have a good like upper lower full body or upper lower, upper lower, like if you have a good split, you have a good diet, you're eating high protein, you're you're if you're looking to build muscle, you're in a calorie surplus, like if all those things are in check, yeah, sure, like possibly add on some creatine, it definitely may help. But if those things aren't in check first, you doing creatine is going to be next to worthless because you're not going to get the benefit from it anyway because you're not having all these other things set up in place. So that's my kind of thoughts on creatine. It definitely, again, as far as all the as far as all the things out there, it can definitely be worth it. But again, I would just make sure you know that like unless things are set up in place as they should be already, you're not going to get that much benefit from it. So uh, yeah, <clears throat> that is going to be creatine i i distinctly remember talking like i distinctly remember like when i first started taking it uh i literally thought it was gonna like fucking just make me massive like thought like i had to be careful with it because like it could kill your kidneys like i I remember on my phone in the gym i was talking to one of my buddies and i was like dude like i think i'm actually gonna go to gnc and buy this like no way dude i'm like yeah i think i'm gonna do it like it's gonna be nuts i think i was like probably 16 17 max uh those are the good old days man just like going to work out and just like that's the only thing that mattered in life was like working out and like what we were gonna do on the weekends um but i'm reminiscing um so okay yeah that's 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 creatine for you right there um so let's dive into the next one and that is going to be um multivitamins and personally i don't really think multivitamins are worth it um there's there's a few different reasons for this um you taking a multivitamin there are just so many so many things they try to throw in there, uh, your body just can't digest that all at once. Like it's it's just it's just not gonna happen. Like so, and, and 
that's my first thing is, is normally your body's not able to process everything you're giving to it all at once, especially in that like pill form all at once. So normally what I would say is first and foremost, go get blood work done. Like go get blood. If you are looking to take a multivitamin for a specific reason, like because you want, you, you want better vitamins or whatever, like go get your blood work done and like see what you actually need because you taking 10,000 IUs of vitamin A, like my voice is correct. If you're taking 10,000 IUs of vitamin A, but you already have a more than ample amount, why are you taking this multivitamin that has 10,000 IUs of vitamin A? Like what's the, what's the point? What are you doing? Like, it's just, it's, you're not, you're like throwing a, like throwing a softball into the ocean and like going to try and like you're, it's no point. It's not calculated. You're just doing it just to do it. So, um, my first thing would be go get blood work done and see what's going on. Like if you know you're deficient in B12, if you know you're deficient in vitamin D, which we'll talk about later, like, yeah, cool. Like you can take first and foremost, I would look at your food because for example, like if you find you are vastly low in potassium, I'd rather you get potassium from food as opposed to going to take a multivitamin. I'd rather you get it from sweet potatoes, from spinach, from regular potatoes, from from bananas, from from ma- ma- yogurt, from many different things, as opposed to going to take a pill. And again, this is what I mean by like, it's harder probably to get these nutrients from you know from food because you have to actually now think about oh what is what has potassium like oh what has magnesium oh what has vitamin C like you have to think about it, which is makes it harder for you, but. Always remember, like your body, we're meant to digest food, right? Like we're that, that's the that's by far hands down the the best thing you can do for your body is eat nutrient dense whole foods. So it is going to be more beneficial for you going to get your vitamins from food as opposed to trying to cram a multivitamin all at once down your body and have you digest that. It's just not it's just not the most optimal way to do things. And again, so it's it's definitely harder by getting your by by getting your vitamins, minerals, all that stuff through food, but. It definitely is possible, especially if you're working with somebody who knows what they're doing or if you just take the time to research. I know that's, you know, both those things are opposite ends of the spectrum. But, uh, but yeah, so that's that's kind of my thoughts through multivitamin. Um, and like, for example, if, you, if you're deficient in iron, cool. Eat some red meat. Eat some spinach and green – eat some spinach and peppers. Like, there are ways to get your deficiencies through food. Um, so I would definitely look at that. So that's my thoughts there on multivitamins. Um, going on to the next one, um, fish oil is going to be the next one I'm talking about. And fish oil can be – very beneficial, actually. Um, the the biggest thing that was fish oil. Again, I've seen just through working from like just working in the industry. Um, many people just like put like oh two thousand milligrams of fish oil on their label and like they just sell it like that. But it's not the actual fish oil that matters. It's the EPA and the DHA that's in the fish oil. EPA is more for like anti-inflammatory, and DHA is more for like brain and cognitive health um, as opposed to anti-inflammatory. So um, there's two things in the EPA or DHA. I mean, if you're looking for like anti-inflammatory, like for example, if you have if you have hypothyroidism or if you have like um, like a celiac disease or stuff like that, like your your body can like mount up a lot of inflammation so if you're taking some epa some 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 fish oil high in epa that can help you with like with it with inflammation anti-inflammatory um if you you know if you want to give epa or if you want to give dha to your kids for their for their brain and cognitive health like cool you can absolutely do that as well um so um fish oil i do think can can be one kind of thing that people tend to like overlook and not actually take into consideration because it can especially the epa i've seen like a huge difference for people so um that definitely is one as well but again make sure 
whatever you're buying, make sure you you look into the label and say, hey, does this have, you know, I'd say at least a thousand milligrams of EPA. That's kind of where like a, a good normal standard dosing is. Because again, you can look at fish oil, it can say it has 1500 milligrams of fish oil. But if you look at the uh, label, it says like, oh, 300 milligrams of EPA. It's like, well, what, what the fuck else is in this thing? Like, what, what are we doing here? Um, So that's what I'd say on fish oil. Um, again, it can be, it can be helpful, especially for, again, I, I've used it with clients with like, um, Hashimoto's hypothyroidism because it can like kind of decrease the inflammation in your body. So, um, yeah. And then again, like you can, again, you can kind of get that through salmon. You can get that through, uh, my favorite way is salmon, but again, like all most, most fatty fishes have EPA in them. So, um, you know, that can kind of help you out as well. So, uh, yeah. Moving into the next one is going to be vitamin D. And, uh, I think every single human being should be taking vitamin D unless you live in like Hawaii or something where you're just in the sun 24 7 365 um I think everyone should be taking vitamin D um not a doctor not gonna tell you how much to take I'd say an average range would be anywhere from three to eight thousand IUs a day um I know for myself personally I went to the doctor got my blood work done I think my so there's a range of like how like healthy vitamin D I think it was anywhere from 30 to 100 that's the range mine was like 32 because like at the time all I did was work in a gym I would never stepped outside so uh mine was like 32 um <clears throat> I started taking 10,000 IUs a day and I got it up to like I believe last time I checked it was like 54 or something so I, I was able to get it up through taking vitamin D um so that was helpful but uh but yeah so I'd say anywhere from that range um what vitamin D can help oops now my mic sorry what vitamin D can help with is the biggest things I've seen are sleep, bone density, and um, energy. Um, especially, I've had a few clients that have uh, had their vitamin D levels checked. It was super low. So they started taking vitamin D, high doses of vitamin D. I don't want to say high doses. Doses of vitamin D, depending on the person. And their sleep and their energy has improved a ton. So uh, I definitely think that, especially since most people don't spend as much time outside as they as we probably should because of just the way society is or like where you currently live like if you live in seattle like where it's always rainy then like you're also probably gonna be low in vitamin d just because like there's not a lot of sun there so uh i definitely think people should be taking those um and then again like it can help with sleep um energy um somewhat stress possibly but that's a whole that's kind of a so so topic there but uh but yeah so that's kind of my thoughts there on uh on vitamin d thinking help um protein powder is gonna be coming up next and uh again like the, people are like, oh, should I take protein powder if I'm looking to lose weight? Like, is it okay? Is it safe? I'm like, protein powder is just protein. Like, there's, there's nothing. It's just, it's just like eating a chicken breast. That's all. That's all protein powder is. It's, think of it as just as like eating a chicken breast. That's all it is. Um. So as far as like, what kinds? Um, I would say the the most beneficial form you're going to find is a whey protein hydrosolate, and you spell that H Y D R O. I S O L A T hydrosolate, so hydro isolate, hydrosolate, whatever. But uh, that's the most, the most purest form, the most easy to digest form. And I actually like if you have like a dairy problem and you can't digest dairy normally. Um, I've actually had people when I used to work at GNC, people would take this and they would be totally fine taking it, not having like you know massive bathroom trips or something. Like they were able to digest it just fine. So uh, it's it's just the leanest form of protein you're going to find, the cleanest form of protein, the most easy to digest, the easy to break down. So whey protein uh, isolate, or I'm sorry, hydro isolate. And then, um, so yeah, that, that's as far as what kind. Um, I would say no more than no more than 50, 60 grams a day from protein powder. Like you, you just, you don't need to be doing that much in protein. It's just not necessary. Um, and especially if like, let's say your goal is 130, 140 grams a day. If you're getting 60 grams of protein from a protein powder, like dude, 
what are we doing? Like, you're, you're doing 70 grams from real food, 80 grams from real food. Like, please try to – I would say try to limit your protein shakes to one a day. That would be – that's every single per, every single client I work with, I tell them try to keep their protein shakes to one a day and get your protein from the rest of the day from real whole food sources. Not only because – Again, your body's meant to digest real food, but on top of that, like, and especially if you are on a diet, you digesting, you you intaking 60 grams of protein from a shake as opposed to 60 grams of protein from a fat steak, like, those two things and, like, how hungry you're going to be, how full you're going to be, how many nutrients are in those things, that's going to be drastically different. It takes a hell of a long time to digest and eat and digest 60 grams of protein from steak as opposed to just chucking down a, a 60 gram protein shake and like being hungry two hours later because you didn't have any nutrients to go along with it. So uh, yeah, I would say at the very most 50, 60 grams a day from a protein shake, get the rest from real food. Try to get the rest from real food. Um, if you're a vegetarian, why? Uh, just kidding. Just kidding. Kind of. Um, no, but you know, lentils, edamame, tofu, plant-based protein shakes, like all those kind of things can come into play. But, uh, but yeah, so that's, that's kind of my, my thing there. And then again, like it's just protein. Like it, it, it's safe to take if you're on a diet, it's safe to take if you're, you know, 16, like it, it's okay. It's just protein powder, I promise. Um, so that's protein. And the last one is going to be like fat burning pills, fat burning supplements, fat burning anything. If you know me and you know my content, this one's gonna be very short. They don't fucking work. So please stop buying them. It's not going to work. Never going to work. And this is coming from somebody, again, who worked at GNC and was paid to sell these products. Like, they had the most commission on them. Most of them, at least. And, again, like, I felt awful doing it. It was so stupid. I stopped. I actually stopped doing it. But, uh, again, they don't work. If they did work, everybody in the world would be taking them. Yeah, not going to work. Please don't don't fall for it. Um, so, um, other than that, guys... That is the podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. I know there's probably some I did not cover. I mean, there's millions and millions of supplements, and you know, there's all these different things. Um, but I know there's some I did not cover. Um, if you have a, if you have a direct, direct question for me, feel free to shoot me an email, shoot me a DM, shoot me a message, however you can, and I would I would love to answer your question, try to help you out. But uh, these are the most ones kind of like prominent to what I think and what I've kind of come across. Um, beyond that, thank you so much for listening. If you do listen, I would appreciate it you leave a five-star rating and review because that helps your boy out a ton so i would greatly appreciate that if you were able to do that for me but uh other than that guys thank you once again i appreciate everybody who listens i actually had somebody inquire to me today about coaching who told me that he listens to the podcast he enjoys my no bullshit approach and just like whenever i get people tell me like they listen to the podcast i get super stoked because like I don't know, I have like 140,000 followers on Instagram, like, or I'm sorry, on TikTok, like Instagram's cool, like YouTube's cool, but like, for whatever reason, like I enjoy doing this podcast, and like, it's it's literally just me, I'm looking at my white walls in front of me, it's just me talking, like, I, I don't know, like, people think I'm insane, but uh, I enjoy doing it, so I appreciate you who listen, and uh, if I can ever help in any way, shape, or form, let me know, thank you so much, we'll talk soon.